Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. As of March 13th, Seasons of Skyrend has officially hit the one-year mark. In that time, our chapters have been downloaded thousands of times, and I have met hundreds of you through Twitter, Facebook, and more. This has been an amazing journey, and I hope that we can keep telling our stories for all of you out there. But since it is our podcast birthday, we feel like celebrating. Birthdays mean presents, and we want to spread the joy around. We have presents for you, but we'd like to ask for something in return first. After all, it is our birthday. And as much as we'd love to give something to all of our fans, our resources just won't allow it. So, we're doing this as a giveaway. Here's how you can enter. First, go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. It doesn't have to be five stars, but we would certainly appreciate it. Then, take a picture of your review and share it on Twitter by tagging us at Skyrend Podcast and using the hashtag Skyrend18. That's hashtag S-K-Y-R-E-N-D-1-8. And that's it. You're in the running. We will then take all of that positive energy and turn it into physical goodies for some lucky fans out there. We've ordered some more custom Seasons of Skyrend dice trays from NightshadeCreations.com for you to enjoy. If you go to their website and look at the Dish of Shame, that should give you a good idea. Ours have been custom made with our name on the front and the logo from Book 1 on the back. We also have some new dice sets that we want to give away. You have until April 30th, 2018 to enter. On May 1st, we'll have to close off the submission so that we can pick some winners. Winners will receive either a custom Seasons of Skyrend dice tray or a set of dice blessed with some of my DM magic. Which brings us to our next point, winner selection. I guarantee that we will give away at least one dice tray and at least one set of dice, no matter how many people enter. That's two winners right there. If we get at least 25 entries, we'll give away another dice tray and set of dice. If we make it to 50, another dice tray, another set of dice. If somehow you wonderful people push us up to 100 entries, we will give away all four dice trays and all four sets of dice. And you'll make me weep sweet tears of joy. So again, you have until April 30th, 2018 to send us a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review on Twitter with the hashtag Skyrend18 and tagging us at Skyrend Podcast to enter the Seasons of Skyrend birthday giveaway. This first year has been amazing, and it was made possible by all of the wonderful support we've received. Thank you. And now, please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Gold Dagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. What happens when home doesn't feel right? Some will do what they can to restore what they feel is lost. Some will simply turn to find a new place to call their own. And some, a rare few, but still, some will take it upon themselves to tear down what offends them and try to improve upon the fading memories of the past. Jirayan, we have a special task for you. We intend to open a new denouement chapter in Karami, 
with a fully staffed guild hall, permission to select and train recruits, and full autonomy to accept and dispense jobs not directly ordered by the guild at large. We intend you to lead this chapter, but that decision is yours to make. But first, you must send a message proving to us that you are qualified and to the city that we are not to be trifled with. Eliminate Count Valence and leave no doubt that our guild is responsible. That demonstration of skill and the ensuing fear within the city shall prove that our faith is not misplaced. Signed, The Denouement. Cool. And that is what you know. But as you finish taking a look around, it does not look like anybody else has been in here, like, tossing the room, or that there's been an immediate threat to Jorion. And no hint as to where he might be. Other than whatever you may have read in that letter. Okay. No, he does not generally leave clues as to his whereabouts. Yeah. No, we're <laughs> He is an assassin. Uh, what to do, what to do, what to do. I'm going to get back out on the street and see if I can't find him. That or wait here for him. Is there any sign that he's, like, been here recently? Like, if I wait long enough, he'll show back up? He will always eventually show back up here unless he is dead or run out of town. Okay. Because this is where he does his business from. As to how long that might be, it's impossible to tell. It's not like there's a kettle left on the stove and he's going to be back any minute now. It's just quiet and a little dark. All right, what time of day is it at this point? We'll say it's in the afternoon time. I'll leave a note for him. Okay. What do you want this note to say? Uh, I'm going to write it in these counts. So of course. So step by. Um, yeah. But the contents of the note is, I'm back. You know, Vale has returned. Is seeking a place for staging an operation and to turn in a wanted guild member. And my location, because the intention is to stay with the wagons if we don't have another place to be and stage from there. At this point. You're going to stage from the alleyway. No, let's do that. Rather than that, say uh, that he can seek me out at the Bard's Rest. I will have, let's say I'll have a, a meal there every evening that I'm in town or something like that. Okay. And you leave this message behind. And you make your way back to the alley. Mm-hmm. And you're all back together in the alley. Having recently dispatched of, of a very shitty gang, feeling very safe and secure, and Vale returns in the form of Kara. What's the plan, everybody? First of all, we tell Vale how we, like, kicked the the ass of a gang that came and wanted to steal our cart. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Nice. <laughs> they all lived. Don't well worry. Well done. Well done. It's fine. It was funny, though. I can just say, all right, what's the plan? I have not been able to make contact with my mentor. I left him a note saying that I would still like his assistance and that he could seek me out. That I'd be having my email, evening meal, not my email. <laughs> my email, my evening You're meal. checking your um, email. I'll be having my evening meal at the Bard's Rest, and then he can seek me out there. That is my intention for this evening's meal, in the hopes that he gets that letter in time and finds me there. If that doesn't work, then we'll need to figure out how we're going to stage this attack and begin planning. We need to see if maybe Sam knows a place where we can take the uh, wagons. There's a place at the front of the city where people generally leave their horses and wagons that's a little bit more protected than a random alleyway. But less invisible. Right. right? Sam's not a wanted man. So we could just, you know... He could take the wagon there and we could hide elsewhere. Yeah. The wagon and the horses are not your main concern. I mean, if you want to hide them in an alley, yes, people might try to rob you. If you want to put them at stables, it's a little safer. A little more stable. Got it. You got it. (laughs) At this point, I just need to figure out where we're going to be staying and where we're transferring Lorraine at this point. It's up to you guys. Well, you're still going to try and find your mentor, right? So maybe yeah. we should hang out in the alley a little longer. If, if you enough. are fine with that plan... We've got a decent enough security system. Then I can go back... The two of you. <laughs> then I can go back uh, and attempt that second attempt at contacts tonight and see what happens. That seems like the best thing to me. And then if that doesn't work out, we'll know we need to come up with something else, but... So, Darvin, Arnis, Ulwan, and Earl Earl are sleeping in the alley. Oh, yeah. With the halfling woman. Well, I mean, we'll take shit. And Lorraine. Usual, but I guess, I mean, do we have a choice? I guess... You've always got a choice. I mean, we could send Earl Earl off to do... We still need him, huh? So we can't send him off. I guess we're all sleeping in the alley. Okay. And immediately, Earl Earl starts bitching and moaning. But we're in a city! What do you mean I can't have a bed? 
Surely one of you knows a place where I can sleep. Put my head down on a pillow. Have a roof. Have a door that locks for God's sakes. Didn't we explain to him that we were wanted here? It's... No. He said you were in danger here. It's Ah. one night, and then we will have a very comfy place for you to sleep. (gasps) His eyes perk up. Where? Where is this comfy place? I must know. It's a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Roll persuasion. Gonna make you roll. Uh, is our new strategy for hey nobility girl. sleep in the alleyway, treating him like a child? I had eighteen. He rolls real well, but not so good as that. <sighs> this better be a really good surprise. I mean, like you know, servants, maybe a masseuse or a masseur or two. Oh yeah, anything you want. Where are you lying to him now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't say that. In my head, I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever you want. <sighs> Can somebody at least get me some like you know? Food? We have food. I mean, Fish like, jerky, you know, cooked food. Come on, I can smell some food cooking down the block. Tell me you don't smell that, like, roast pig over there. Fine, I'll go get some food. Can you? Oh, you can disguise yourself. Huh? Yeah. You just have to be careful. I'll go get some food. Thank you. I will assume guard duty while you do that. <laughs> if I get arrested, you get to come get me out. Ah, uh, well, then don't get arrested then. And say that I did it in your service. You just don't do anything illegal and you'll be fine, right? That's that's my motto. Okay. Just I don't break the law and you'll agree. I good. won't do anything illegal. We never do anything illegal. And if I still get arrested, you get to come bail me out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Toodles. <laughs> Toodaloo. I use my disguise kit. Go ahead and roll for that. 17. Okay. You spend a good amount of time. Is this more makeup or clothing or hairstyling? A little bit of makeup. And mostly clothing, so that I just look like I belong here. You know, holy clothes, that kind of stuff. Stuff with patches. Not a problem. You feel fairly well disguised, and you go out and uh, purchase Earl Earl a good, freshly cooked meal. Uh, and we'll say that's going to cost you five copper. Because although it is freshly cooked, it doesn't mean the meat is freshly acquired. But as you're out and about, go ahead and roll a perception check as well. You did live in Karami for quite some time, so you know the city and you can definitely recognize things that are different. Eleven. On your path to get the food, you do not end up going past the Bard's Rest, so you have no such nostalgia that Vale did. But you do spot quite a number of little roaming gangs, one of which is much larger than any of the others, mostly due to one person who is much larger than any of the others standing head and shoulders above everyone at almost ten feet tall, with a massive hammer nearly matching him in height, always in his hand. He's walking with it almost like a walking stick, and everybody gives him a very wide berth. He has a voluminous brown cloak around his shoulders and sitting wide over his head as well. You never get a glance at the front of him, but uh, it is impossible to miss him. But you retrieve the food. And you return back, and Earl Earl is pleased as much as he can be for the evening. Alright. I relate to Darvin, this, like, giant fellow that I happened upon. What? I saw a dude that was, like, ten feet tall and had, like, a hammer that was almost as tall as he was. That he was using as, like, a walking stick, and everybody seemed kind of afraid of him. Huh. So just note that. And on the lookout for a giant dude with a giant hammer? Well, you won't miss him. (laughs) Was he a human? I don't exactly He was know. nearly ten feet tall. So I doubt it. But he didn't look like a... Could not see his face. Did not see any actual, like, physical features. He had his hood up. Okay. You know that scene in The Princess Bride where Fezzik is wearing the big black robe? Yep. Yes. Imagine you saw that from behind. I just remember that people in big black robes here are trying to kill me. Big brown robes. Oh, yeah. And Vale, you are off tonight trying to find your mentor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go consume the meal first at the Bard's Rest, like I said I would. Are you as Kara? Uh, Yeah, this could go poorly, but yeah. (laughs) Okay, entering in to the Bard's Rest, this place does not look as good as it did before. There are still some burn marks on the table and the floor from your previous encounter with the tarnished hand here. There are nowhere near as many customers as usual. There is there is an act on the stage, and it is a poet. Oh, God. Uh, 
quite young, maybe 20 years old, and nobody is paying them any mind whatsoever. Tobart is very busy running back and forth to the few customers that he has. He has hired a hand to help, but they are, they're just not into it. Like, they are doing this to have a place to work indoors and to get a little bit of money. But all in all, this guy uh, is a half-orc dude. He's not a people person. He's just bringing drinks. He's just wiping tables. Nowhere near as friendly as Kara ever was. Uh, certainly not as friendly as Aranis well, ever was. And that's saying something, because Carl was never the most friendly person. <laughs> and looking around, there's a few of the regulars that have stayed since last you were here. Of note, you do see Hangweight and Viljan. The two gang members that you befriended way back in the day. Way back in the day. And they are getting good and loaded up. And Tobart is just far too busy to take note of you right now as you come in. But, sorry, no, there's no but. The half-orc man is the guy who greets you. Hey, hey. Welcome to the Bard's Rest. What you want? I'll, I'll have, uh, uh, I don't drink. You're in the wrong place then, no, miss. No, no, This is a bar. Uh, Did not notice. Uh, an ale. Alright. And uh, one ale. Uh, and, and a plate of food, please. One special. One ale. Alright. Sit wherever the hell you want. I don't care. Um, and he goes and gets I'm your order. Sit at the bar in the hopes that that's where Tobard might actually see me. He does frequent the bar more than anywhere else because he is the bartender, and this is his place. And after you sit down and Tobard has a moment to kind of catch his breath and wipe his brow, he'll look up and he, he double takes. Kara! Oh, I didn't know if I'd ever see you again. What? <sighs> so nice to have you back. I don't, I don't know if you could tell, but the help here lately has not been the best. I noticed, Tobar. What happened? Well, I mean, there was that little incident here with the fire and those guys, uh, and then you left, and Arnis left. That certainly didn't help business, and I don't know, within a couple weeks, Rex was gone. That one gal, that friend of yours, she got him out of here. What's going on? And then what? I'm left with, with the pianist, and he can really only play like one night a week. So here I am getting students from the community college to come down here and perform. I mean, just listen to this poet up here. And this dude is droning on in a monotonous tone. And so the bird flies and the leaves fall as my soul doth sink beyond the veil. And Tobar just shakes his head. Oh, God love him. Well, well, Tobarda, I I'm back in town now. Um, there's a few things I need to handle, but I would love to try and help you get back on your feet. I may be able to get you a little bit more help with your performer. Is Arnis back? Does he know Ar? I kind of look at him. I I wanted to give him a look like, do you know that Arnis is wanted? Because I shouldn't talk about this. <laughs> Everybody in the city knows that Arnis is wanted. Yes, Tobar definitely knows. <laughs> No. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give a. Um, I have not been traveling with Arnis at all since I left. I wouldn't know where he is and not try and veil that at all. No pun intended. Are you trying to lie and have him believe the lie, yeah. or are you trying to lie and have him believe the truth? The truth, yes. All right, roll. It's got to be deception. <sighs> yeah. No, no, no. I think this could be deception or persuasion. I'm pretty sure it's the same stat for you either way. But um... no, deception's better. Okay, you can roll deception. 16. That's a shame that Arnis isn't back. Best damn performer I ever had in here. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I, I, know, I know a guy who might be able to help you out, but i got to take care of a couple things first. What, what's going on in town? It looks like it's gone to hell. Well, this side has. Mm. Let's see, it started... How long ago would that have been? Uh, maybe a few weeks back. That's when all the rumors started. It started with a word up from Earl. Something about attack at the at their palace or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that. Okay. Um, half a dozen different rumors about how their noble boy, their Count Earl Duke, whatever they have, how he was killed. And then how they saw him again. And then how he was killed again and how they saw him again. It just set Count Valance off on this wild paranoia trip. So he doubled the guard on the east side. I think that meant they'd hired twice as many guards. No, they pulled them from the west side. So we're kind of on our own over here. What does the west side look like right now? Is it just totally overrun with guards? The west side? No, no the east side. 
Oh, yeah. Almost every corner. And there's no one on this side that seems to be coming out on top that could lead everyone? I mean, there are gangs. But there's been no attempt to unite the gangs? No, the gangs just want to be the top gang. They don't care about ruling all the other gangs. They won't. It's, um, today was calm. A couple weeks back, there was a big old brawl out in the square. A big fucking feller. Do not cross him. Saw him crush a man. Okay. I'm going to ask him if he's seen my contact. I'm not, not going to give his name, but I'm describing Okay. Have you ever met with Jorion in here before? I'd say it might have been done like a dead drop. Like, we wouldn't have wanted to be too obvious that we were doing a meeting, but he might, like, have come and eaten a meal and left something, like, under the plate that I would take. So, like, he'd have come in, but we would never have had an obvious connection or interest. Okay, so he never came here to see you or sit down and have a dinner with you. come in. It's a public enough place that it could have been used that way. Mm, There's a good chance that he came here a couple of times looking for you, or he sent somebody here to look for you. So let's see. And Tobard runs his fingers through the hair on the back of his head. I mean, he sounds familiar, but that could be any number of guys. I mean, just asking for a guy who showed up is a little hard to pinpoint. Uh, and keep a lookout for him from now on, but no, not yet. Okay. I'm going to tell him... Oh, God, I'm going to say this. Like, I want to apologize for having everything fall apart. But I'm not an not emotional person to make, a, uh, to make an honest apology work. I think I'm just going to tell him that I'm going to do what I can to make it right. Yeah, Tobar doesn't have any news for you about Jorion. Okay, then the last thing I would do for the evening before I go back to meet him is I want to get a hold of as many guild contacts as I can and get the word out that I'm back and I'm looking for Jorion. Do any sort of investigation I can to see if I can find him. Mm, That same dirt-faced urchin that bumped into you earlier, you can catch them and deliver a message, knowing full well it'll get back to Jorion at some point. Then I'm going to tell him uh, I need to meet with Jorion as soon as possible. And I'll give him the location of where I will be. Still in the alleyway? Yeah, I think we'll stay there that night, and then we'll move from there in the morning. Okay. And you leave this message with this uh, urchin girl. She runs off. Anything else people want to do tonight? I want to have a conversation with these two, because I have an alternate way of potentially doing this assassination. Oh, so many plans. All right, everybody's back at the wagon. This is the new one that I would like to do, though. All right, everybody's back at the wagons. Earl, Earl, having finished off his pork, is feeling pretty good, settling in for a nap. Anybody who walks by can notice as he lies down, he sets a hand on the halfling woman's forehead and just kind of enters into his meditative state. Because elves don't sleep. I mean, they just, Mm. that very calm, peaceful state that elves take to rest. He has a hand on her forehead as he does so. But you're all free to do whatever you want. Okay, well, I'm going to talk to him. Now that we've gotten in town, I have another thought on how we can make this happen. My first question, though, is how um, how attached are you to the idea of making this something that is connected to the larger movement in the world? This idea that we have to do it in three days and claim it connected to the bigger thing that's happening in the capital. To the indelible truth, you mean? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was the point. I think... I mean, I want to kill this dude anyway, because he's kind of... Oh, yeah, no. We're going to kill like... him. But my thought is rather than... Why do we have to be connected to the capital at all? Why can't we unite the west side and take it over for the common man? Hmm. And make it a free town? Oh, that's uh, the one point that I will tell that nobody, none of the three of you could have forgotten at this point is that Mraska said she would take drastic measures if this plan were not followed. Oh, yeah. That is all I will say. You have no idea what that could be or how she could carry out such things, but... Seeing as this is part of her plan, she does have a backup. So we would earn her ire if we did that. I can't fully explain What's your right ire? now why you shouldn't worry about her ire, but I can say that if my plan works, her ire would be the least of her worries. I trust you to an extent. What would be the biggest of our worries? If my plan works, nothing. We would be taken care of. Sweet. Sign me up. They're very trusting. Did, did you hear them? I mean, all of our worries would be taken care of. Well, not all of your worries. I mean, we would still be dealing with the bigger God issues, but we would at least least be able to stay in Karami again. And most likely the concerns about the bounties on your head would be at the very least lessened, especially if you helped with this mission. I'm worried about the bounty, but there's one other thing I'm worried about. Are you keeping that in mind? I can't make any promises. But if this goes the way I would like it to go, I can get you some assistance on that also. Okay. That's good enough for me. This would mean, though, 
that it could potentially take a little longer than the original time frame because we're going to have to make some contact with some people that are not going to be easy to get a hold of. I'm very curious to know who those people are, but continue on. Here's my current thought. What is it that you're not telling us about this plan? Because... Here's the plan. This sounds way too good to be true. Here's the plan. My plan is there is no leadership on this side of town. This side of town has all of the muscle and all of the violent people. If we could unite everyone that is angry about the mus- about those that have on the other side of town and form ourselves into a militia, we could take the other side of town and free the town and kick all of those rich assholes out of town and have our own town. Well, not all the rich assholes, A right? lawless town. We would create the law. We would recreate the town, making it what we would want it to be. I have to admit, that's a tempting idea. I mean, it sounds good. It also sounds like you're making yourself a shit ton of work. Although I would like to not be wanted. That would be nice. Would you like to not be home again? I, I would like to be home again. Well, if you kick all the rich assholes out of town, then I don't really have a home here anymore. Uh, you would be part of the team that freed the town, though. You would. What about my family, though? That's, yeah, that's a trick, right? Darwin's very wealthy dad does still live on the east side of town. And his stepmom, to whom Darwin is indifferent. Yeah, yeah we can take her out. She and I pulled up. We sang a rockin' duet. I think the first thing is to see if we can actually pull off uniting all of the stray gangs. If that doesn't happen, then we can't make this plan work. There's a big old scary dude who is really big and scary. But Arnis, you're the master of words. So we should seek out the big scary dude and but see if we can get him on our set. I think he's the first step to uniting them. Because it seems like everyone is afraid and fears and respects him. Oh, yeah. He's the perfect Machiavellian leader. Except he's not the leader we are. Never mind. So, if I'm hearing everybody correctly, the plan is now to unite the gangs on the west side and mount an attack on the royal house on the east side. (laughs) We're taking actions you did not foresee. I have a second part to the plan, but we gotta unite the gangs first for me to be able to even bring out the second part of the plan. So unite the gangs. Unite the fucking gangs. Did you not expect this? Nope. That's only branch one of a multi-branching plan. We gotta get branch one done and the other branches can't work in the way I'm thinking of making them work. I do I do not understand what you're doing, but I like the idea of like, not having a bounty on my head anymore. That's how it's it's classic it's classic Star Wars. You gotta have the front assault so you can I see. Gotta have the it's a trap so you can get the single X Wing in. Even if the rebellion fails, that doesn't necessarily mean, mean we doesn't. fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. But we gotta have the rebellion as the smokescreen. Okay, I gotcha. Mm, all That's right. a good plan. Now I'm picking up what you're putting Especially down. if we're not Because all I'm that. thinking is, like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> we need them to unite long enough so that they can fight a frontal assault on the west while we come around the back and... Okay, so, God, yeah. where were we? We were escaping. You guys are... A rebellion. Alleyway talking about uniting the gangs. And I'm waiting for my contact. To start a re- open rebellion. To start a march on the royal house. That'll be fun. <laughs> yes, it will. Okay. The night passes without incident and without interruption. Word has spread from that one street gang that, no, do not fuck with that wagon in the alleyway. There is a guy who will beat your ass. <laughs> nice. If we beat up one dude, we would... And people looking for fights would rather do it in the open than in an alley. Like, they want to put on a fight for a show. They don't just want to beat somebody up in private. Yeah, what fun is that? They're leaving you alone, for the most part. People definitely do stop and look. Like, well, how dangerous could they be? And they take a look at you all, and you turn and look, and they skitter off. But you've got the alleyway to yourself for the evening. Nice. That's right, sometimes it's about sending a message. Yeah. (laughs) Morning comes... And as is usual in Karami, the sun rises about 9 or 10 o'clock. Earl Earl definitely wants to get to someplace more civilized. So what you say goes. Does the barge also have rooms? I know, I know no. Arnis had a room. It is not an inn. Arnis has a room upstairs. You have the basement. Ba- yeah, Kara had the basement. Tobard. Hmm, I never decided where Tobard sleeps. What I want to say is he sleeps in an attached building next door. Mm. Mm, okay. And there's like a special side entrance that he can take in and out of the bar. 
But that door is 100% locked all of the time. He never leaves it unlocked. Whenever he comes in in the morning, he locks it behind him. It's not a big place. He's got, like, maybe a studio or a loft that's attached. So, he needs somewhere to stay. He needs somewhere to stash the Earl. I mean, there is Aranus's room. That wouldn't be terrible. If it's, I mean, unoccupied still, we've been gone a while. That's true, too. Well, okay, so the other thing is, the first thing I do in the morning is I explain to Aranus what's going on in the bird's rest at this point, and what I witnessed. You thought people in there reading poetry. <laughs> that's, that's the reaction right now. They are from the community college, though. They are from the Bard's community college. So they are learning, like, legit skills, but they are reading poetry. At least that's what Vale saw. How the fuck becomes a Bard to read poetry? (laughs) People. Some people think poetry is a legitimate form of art. I'm sure they do. I know some quite sophisticated poets. I don't know. Maybe you've never heard of The Odyssey. I'm not talking about in real life. I'm talking about in the game. (laughs) about well, you can, shit. You can bet your ass there is someone who thinks that they are the next Homer or this world's no. equivalent. I'm sure. They are going to write the next epic tale of whoever. They just need to be inspired first. And unfortunately, all these community college students are not inspired. They are writing shitty poetry. Hey, which means we can make it so that that poem becomes about us. At least that's what Vale saw. They are probably better students who are not slumming in a bar. Oh, I can't. I mean, well, mm, mm. I need to. Oh, we need somewhere to stay. Otherwise, Earl Earl is going to just get bitchier and bitchier. So, (laughs) he will. Yeah, he will. But we can't really stay on the east side of town. Right? The east side's the good side. The east side's the good side. That's where Darwin's parents live. That's where Darwin's monastery is. We can't really do that, right? That would be bad, because that's also where all the guards are. Yep. Oh. Yeah. So, is there... I mean, I would know the answer to this, because I lived here. Well, is there gonna, anywhere to stay on this side of town? There are other inns, yeah. You don't have yeah, to stay at the bar. The problem we're eventually going to have to deal with is that we're, you know, we're going to start a revolution and have a... Uh, we have a noble with us. <laughs> Meaning we sort of need to stash him somewhere. Or we're gonna need to. Or use him as leverage. Or actually hold him as hostage. Except it's not like we could set him free. Nope. So maybe it's best to keep that secret hidden. At least for now. Might be a good card. Whose life is forfeited if Earl dies? Mine. Am I the only one who doesn't have something horrible happen to them? If I die or if I do something that causes someone else to die right now? I mean, if you you die, that's pretty horrible. You don't know what Morasco might do if we fail. That's true. But no, your death does also, not, like, bring about something terrible to any particular person. Neither does mine. If I mine, were to be 100% just... honest about Maraska, I'm not afraid, because she only knows Kara. She doesn't know that I'm a shape-changer. That's true, huh? That's also true. And she only knows me as Oscar. Oh, good. That's perfect. No, what so I'm just leave is... me hanging out in the wind. That's fantastic. And Thank I'm you. You should have thought of the I'm pseudonym. the one... I don't need one. I'm the one she Clearly would come after, do. because I'm the one she set free. Kara's the one she would come after well, because Kara's the one she said for. She oh, made a deal with Darvin and Aranus as well. All three of you were present. Yeah, but, but she why is not? hundreds of miles away right now, across the bay in the capital, presumably. And neither Darvin nor Aranus committed any murders in that city. Yeah, okay. Darvin you committed one on record. Darvin is not being held accountable for any deaths in that city. Murder says what? <laughs> Pardon me. Okay. Okay, so. Taco? You say something about some cheese? <laughs> neither, oh, Darvin, cheese run. neither Darvin nor Arnis got caught committing any murders, and that's it. No, you make it sound like Arnis committed a murder and got away with it! Well, I mean. What, what I murdered the shit out of some music! What, what yeah! Else, what else did you do while we were there? Nothing! Except, well, I defended Kara. Got drunk, played some music. Became a lawyer for a day. <laughs> Oh, yes, that was good. You were good at that. I was good at that. Arnis was a fine, upstanding citizen of Honey Hollow. I was. You two bitches. Anyway. Murdering people. That is so not the point right now, as you are in Karami, waking up in an alleyway. It's a cool morning. You can hear people making some deliveries. You can probably also hear somebody getting roughed up around the corner. Like, shaping down for some food. A place to start. There's a delivery man 
delivering bread, and he is getting roughed up right now around the corner. But are we rescuing the delivery man, or are we siding with his attackers so that they'll... Um, no, I say we intervene, we stop the both of them and tell them the problem is not with each other, the problem is with people on the other side of town. Yeah. That's wait, how you start a revolution. Wait, don't we need flyers for this to work? No. No, it's we're like started word of mouth. We started grassroots. Or something. We started grassroots, word of mouth. <laughs> You need to be the talker, though, because you're the one with the charisma. You're gonna, you are going to be the leader of this revolution. You want yeah, the face. Yeah. Vela's like, let's go start a revolution! And just like, runs up front, just like... Art is right in front of him, just like, as a shield. This is my charisma shield, Gray the Great. <laughs> uh, you, you might want a pseudonym, like, starting right now. <laughs> There's a lot of people on the west side no, of town. No, you are known well great. enough. You are known well enough in town that if you use your own name to start this revolution, it will happen. Uh, that's true. I also will get arrested. I will get arrested once they Who figure out I'm here. Who are they going to turn you into? Who are they going to turn you into? The people that go to the guards. There are no guards to turn you into. This is true. You could be let me the greatest folk hero bard in all of the history of bards. If artists. I get if I get arrested and my head gets chopped off, I'm blaming you. <laughs> if you get arrested, I will kill anyone who arrests you. How much I am your is Arnus worth? Yeah, I'm waiting to see and remember the bounty that's on my head. Well, I'm I want to say sure it's big. It's somewhere between 100 and 200 gold on your yeah. head. Yeah, see. Here's the deal. They're not really ones to turn people into the guards, but I'm worth a lot. That's a lot of loaves of bread. You convince them not to go. You convince them to be part of the revolution. Right now, right here. This is where it starts. Stopping this mugger from mugging this baker and having them both shake hands and agree to fight the rich. There we go. The wanted poster of Arnis. Which uh, Vale has definitely seen plastered up somewhere in the city during their meanderings is again a somewhat boardwalk caricature of Arnis with a larger head and an exaggerated loot and a tiny body. And Arnis was worth 150 gold pieces according to that wanted post. You could be the Robin Hood. Yeah. And he's your little John. Don't make me your Maid Marian though, okay? Bards would sing of you. No, you, could you imagine no. bards singing of a bard? You would be the first. Why no, you I wouldn't. Sing about myself. Okay, are you so gonna do this? Fucking vain. Yeah. <laughs> You're so vain. I mean, there's definitely bards who have sung I about do, themselves. I do think that song is about me, and it is. <laughs> I mean, you would be the. Uh, you'd be like the Will Scarlet. You wouldn't yes. have to be Maid Mary. Thank you. You'd be the Christian Slater of the group. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Okay, I will try this once. If these bitches try to turn me in, I'm done. And we're coming up with a pseudonym for me. And you, too, are helping me punch these dudes really hard in the face. I got two fists, one for both of them. (laughs) One for the thief and one for the baker getting robbed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Doc Holliday. All right. Let's... Go attempt something. God, I hope this works. All right. Bale's like, I want to start a revolution. Arnis, you do all the talking. Perfect. (laughs) I'll be doing all the other things that need to be done for a revolution to work. Right. I just have to convince all the people. Perfect. Yeah. And I have to take care of the people who don't want to follow you. I'm the muscle. Bale's the brains. You're the voice. No, I'm the blade. I'm not the brains. That would make me the brains. If I'm the voice, I'm the brains. That's how it has to work. Hey, you could be the you could be the purse. (laughs) <laughs> Your dad's still very rich. But the money. Right. Well, that's true. But, but it might be hard to tap into that resource. Um, you could be the moral guidepost. Where does the, got where would the monks come yeah. on this? Oh. I don't. They they don't say one way or another when it comes to beating people. Okay. Um, let's uh, let's play this out. Let's All see right. This goes. Oh gosh. Oh, Off we go. Okay. So you move towards the entrance to the alleyway. And step out onto the walk. I start a hashtag on Twitter, free Karami. <laughs> oh my god, I'm tweeting that right now. <laughs> Nobody's gonna know about me for like three I'm just, months. I'm literally just putting out hashtag free Karami. That's all I'm putting out. That is K A R A M I. Yeah, spell it right. K A R A M I. Got it. 
Hashtag Can we move on? Yes, we universe, can. Please? Thank you. You emerge onto the street. You look to the right and the left, and that's when you see it. There is this disheveled dude, early 20s, scraggly facial hair, shitty fucking shoes, and he's got like a chef's knife pulled out, a hand gripping the collar of this delivery boy baker apprentice dude, and has him shoved up against the wall, blade to his throat. Oh yeah, I'm not okay. And there in like a little hand cart is just a pile of bread set to be delivered out to like the various inns and breakfast establishments in the area. And he is demanding this dude's money. Listen up, bread boy! If you give me all your money right now, you could walk away alive, and I can walk away with a full belly. Hold, son. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Friends. And they both stop and just turn at you. Blade still to the dude's throat. And Arnis interrupts this mugging in progress. The hell are you looking at? Looking at a problem that is not going to be solved by your solution. I don't know. A little bit of pocket change and a belly full of bread sounds like a solution. A solution for the moment, perhaps, but not a permanent solution. I feel like a goddamn asshole right now. I just want to point that out. Like, me personally, not Arnis. <laughs> like, he was real confused. Like, the hell are you talking about? Bread and some pocket change will serve you for the day. Damn straight. Sure. What about tomorrow? What about next week? You rob and steal the rest of your life? Wouldn't it be better to not have to? I mean, I've been robbing and stealing most of my life. I don't see why I wouldn't do it again. But wouldn't it be better to not have to? Or to rob and steal so much that you never have to again. Uh, that guy's got an idea. From those who really deserve it. I mean, I deserve bread. No, 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 no. I deserve no. money. No, from those who really deserve oh, to from, be robbed. from, from, from. Not to, not to me. Yeah. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I misconstrued the situation. Why are you robbing people if you know a word like misconstrued? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You think that there's no poor English majors around here. You are confused. <laughs> They'd be common majors. That's why they call them commoners, after all. But, um, bum. We can't, we can't. Anyways. Wouldn't it be better to rob from those who really deserved it, not from your neighbor? He, he looks at the, the baker's apprentice and says, Oh, what, you think you don't deserve this? And the guy just like backs his head up against the wall. Oh, no, I don't have no problem. Nope, no problems. I don't think anyone on this side of town deserves to be robbed or can afford to be robbed. Go on. I don't, I don't know how to set the hook. I don't, like, um... I would go so far as to say... Go on, the bait's in the water. I know. <laughs> like, um, he's looking at it. Wouldn't it be better, instead of robbing our neighbors, who also have so little, to um, take the city back for them? Back? Back from who? What are you talking about? The city ain't never changed hands. What if it did? And I pauses for a moment. <laughs> the blade lowers a few <laughs> inches. <laughs> now you got me interested. Just because it's never been done before doesn't mean it shouldn't or couldn't. What are you talking about there, Mr. Man? A little, uh, change in leadership. So what, you want to start a gang? You need some You need some members. I get it. I get it. You want me to be part of your gang. I heard you guys in the alley beat the shit out of that guy the other day. We did. Yesterday, and, in fact. And, good job. And he was a dick. That's a, uh, that's a good start, but looking to start a little more than a gang... I don't know what's bigger than a gang, I'm sorry. Help me out here. Oh, let's just call it an army. Hmm. Sounds awfully government-like. Well, you need a little bit of government if you're going to take one down. <laughs> I need to write this down. <laughs> so good. So good. All right, it's time to roll that persuasion. Yeah, I knew it was coming. I was... I, I needed you, you to. I needed Can you, you use to. your uh, any of your abilities to make this better if it goes poorly? Yeah, you have a thing for that, don't you? I don't know, do you? You might take a turn to use that. I don't remember. But I mean, that line right there sure sounds like the got him. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I'm going to. I won't do this every time, obviously, but 
I'm gonna really, really quick here. Can I cast Bardic Inspiration on myself and then roll? I'm pretty sure we've determined that you can. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what that looks like for this guy as he sees you talking to him. He's got a knife up to this dude's throat, and you're casting a spell on yourself. Tell me what he sees. Um, what does he see you do? Uh, I don't. I don't know how to explain this very well. I become like sharper than everything around me. Does that make sense? Like glow. I am. I am more in focus it's like that than my angel glow. That, yeah, than my surroundings. <laughs> I don't want to call it a glow because like that's not what it no, is. No, no, but, like no, no. I'm clearer to him than anything. A glow makes it sound like you're kind of like around me. The the blur is emanating from you. This is a sharp contrast. Like, like you're in better focus yeah. than everything else, and Darwin and Vale are kind of blurring in the background yeah. behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become like the center, and of it's like. The one thing he sees right now is Aranus's face. Yeah. 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 Do it. So, I did that. You've got Bardic Inspiration. You might as well use it now. It's not like there's going to be another chance to. Well, roll the die first. Okay. Yeah, I may as well. I probably don't need it. <laughs> oh, that's fine. No, well. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> that's already 20 so minus the bonus before the bonus. That's 27. He pulls the knife down from the baker's throat and kind of like smooths his hand across the young man's chest, like, smoothing his shirt, getting rid of the wrinkles. And he grabs him by the shoulder and kind of, like, spins him around so that they're shoulder to shoulder, like, arm around him, buddy-buddy style. And he takes the knife and he points at his chest. Nashi, at your service. This young bread boy here, and he gives him, like, a light pat on the cheek. This is Shropshire. And, uh, he wants to join too, don't you, buddy? And the baker's apprentice just, like, nods, because he still doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and there's still a dude with the knife at his, like, near him. Not at his throat anymore, but he still feels threatened. Mainly, you gained Nashi. Right now, he's claiming structure. But they've both been living on the west side of town for a while now. They've certainly seen it degrade into the fucking pit it is now. I shouldn't say pit. It's a little lawless. It's a little gang run. But people are still eating. Most people still have water. It's just the rule of law has given way to other forces. That's a problem. And now's the moment. Do I give him my real name? No. Oh, you let the legend grow, though. The name you give him now will be the name he's telling every single criminal contact he has. Yep. I don't know if you remember all them evil bard names we had before, if you wanted to use one of them. That might paint you a little evil. What? We had the bloody bard before... I don't remember all the other ones, but maybe you do. <laughs> that might sound a little evil and a little less, you know, man of the people. It's true. You don't want to be a man of the people. But it depends. Be, do you want to... It depends on the image the artist wants to project. No, I want to be... I don't want to be evil. I want to be a man of the people. But even Grey the Great still carries some magnificence. But now is the time. You yeah. could reinvent your image right here and now. Yeah, and it starts with one punk outside of an alley. With a shitty kitchen knife. No, it's not who It still kills people. And, Probably. And, I, and I gotta tell you, if if we pull this off, Arnis would be pissed if he didn't get credit. Yeah. <laughs> like, he'd be pissed. He'd be so angry. <laughs> and use my own name. I didn't get credit for any of that shit. That means he's using um, his own name. Yeah, I think I have to. Well, Nashi, Shropshire. Nashi's got a big ol' grin on his face. Shropshire's sweating. You, uh, Nashi, Shropshire, want you to go tell everyone you know that Grey the Great is here to set them free. God damn. Oh, good. Dean takes his knife, he just like kind of taps you on the shoulder a couple of times. Whatever you say, Mr. Great. Spread the word. Maybe we should ask about the giant, because, you know. He takes off. Oh, well. He's going to tell people. The baker man is collecting his thoughts. Uh, oh, we can ask him his, about the giant. And getting his bread cart back in order. He dropped a couple of loaves, but most of them are clean. He's going to finish making his deliveries, if he's allowed. Uh, Shropshire, just before you take off, question? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who the uh, giant dude is roaming around? Real big guy. Yeah, the biggest dude in town. Big, big dude, the hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know him. Every, everybody knows him. What's, he's, what's his deal? Go ahead. Uh, that, that's that's Kaj Maral. Damn, um, what a name. Yeah, don't, don't mess with him. I'm... Don't get me wrong, Mr. Gray. Very impressive man. You. You are a very impressive man. That is a very, very strong man. Uh, he, big, big burly dude, always wears his armor. He's got two heads. Two uh, heads? Big fucking hammer. 
don't get hit by it. He practically liquefied a dude by hitting him. Noted. Scary. Is yeah. he quick to anger? I'm not super quick. Is he sensible? Is he someone that can be talked with? Well, of course. Everybody can be talked with. But, hmm. I mean, you better have a good reason if you want to talk to him. If you waste his time, he will not like it. Thank you. You can go. Do whatever it is you were on your way to do. and uh... Wait, I'm still trying to make a good bread pun. What? But you can't rise to the occasion. Yes. <laughs> we'll open around and don't finish our delivery. <laughs> I don't say that. I absolutely, I absolutely do not say that. Rye, oh rye, do I play with you guys. <laughs> He's working hard. I mean, he, know which, he knows which side of the bread is buttered. <laughs> Those are all big. Uh, are, these, are these the least the yeast you can come up? With That's now? what I was trying to fit in. You're making him the butt of the, the joke now. I don't like this. <laughs> Artist does not make any bad bread puns. No, Artist yeah, only makes great bread puns. Just kind of waiting for the violence if it happened. And um, thanks, the young man. Thank you. Getting mugged is now the yeast of your worries. There we go. Shropshire will also tell you he was not finished talking about Kashmara. He's not alone. He's got a gang. Oh, very strong. Very... Anyone else as big violent. as him? No. Gods, no. So they're probably the gang. We probably need to. We need to build up before we go. Yep. After that. Yep. I, I, I need to get contact with my, uh, my dude. Okay. So you finish up here with Nashi and Shropshire. And word of Grey the Great starting... A revolution starts to spread through the criminal underbelly of the West Side. Not just the criminals. There are certainly the disenfranchised and the poor. And just the people who seek change. And you mean the beggars who ask for coins? <laughs> people who seek change. <laughs> that was so bad. You're going to kill somebody. No, you're not. That was awesome. <laughs> Anyways, and where do you go from the alley? Well, I go anywhere. What time is it? It's morning. morning right? Yeah, he was making his morning deliveries. I don't know that I go anywhere. If word is spreading, I think I want to post right here. This alley's not a bad place to start a revolution. They'll come to us. They already knew that there were some badasses in the alley, and so like this only mm-hmm, adds mm-hmm. to that, right? And, so. and Vale. Did you tell that urchin to tell Jorion you were in this alley, or just about the barn's rest? In the alley. In which case, it is maybe an hour later that um, you feel like a pebble hits you on the shoulder and you look up and Jorion is on a nearby rooftop. I'm assuming he wants me to come to him. He sees you there with a bunch of other people who are not in the guild and he's getting your attention. I'm going to kind of let my friends know I'll be back and I'm going to go meet them. And you head up to the roof. It's a little taller than one story, but it's flat. It's dirty. It's still a little chilly up here. And you have Jorion. I was told you were looking for me. And I was told you were looking for me. Well, okay. Before we talk about anything else, I have the rain. Huh. But why? Hmm. But why do you have her? Why? I don't... As much as I know you know, I want her dead. That's what I gathered. Right before I was going to strike the finishing blow, I was informed that she's pregnant. Okay, yeah, that does complicate things. That's what I figured. So my thought was to turn her over to... You and the guilt, and with the caveat that her life is mine once the child is born. And obviously the child would be the guilds. would not be the first child the guild has raised. I was one of them. Turned out fine. And we could certainly send her off to a guild hall, or we could try to keep her around in case... And we want to handle things locally. Trying to... We've always been straight with each other. When I went looking for you, I discovered the letter. Not the job. No, we can take her around it. Don't worry. Uh, yes. I mean... I will not give anything away. If Vale gives anything away, that's up to them. Yes, about the job. Okay, then. So then you know what I'm working at. I know what you're tasked with, and I'm putting into motion some things that could facilitate that happening. But for that to happen, I'm going to need to know that my friends are going to be taken care of, and you're going to need to know that they're part of the plan. Well, those down there. He points to the wagons. Uh, Yes, specifically the one with the loot, the one with the sword. And the one with the dog following him. The rest I don't care about. Earl Earl is not peeking out from the wagons right now. He's still lounging around in the wagon. Jorion looks down. Yeah, they haven't done anything against the guild. I don't see why that'd be a problem. If I help you achieve this, 
Let me rephrase that question. You know my lifelong goal has been to gain as much power as I can in the guild. And that I would never do it by stabbing a member of the guild in the back or the front. For that matter. Um, I would certainly hope not. It would go poorly for you. If I help you achieve this goal, what do I seek to gain? Well, with Lorraine out of the picture, you know, I'm going to need somebody to rely on. And it could be right there. What do you think of the guild having a significant political presence? Hmm. Well, the guild's never shied away from political acts before. I mean, if you want to help put somebody in power, I mean, we've taken those clients before. We've gotten somebody to be president of a company. I'm thinking more... There are brothers who stab their brothers in the back. Partners who leave each other in the dust. Try I'm thinking bigger. I'm thinking, what about a guild-run city? Hasn't been done, is what I'll say. And I bring him in on my entire plan. And he listens attentively, and he nods along. I don't see why that would be at odds. All right. I'm going to need the guild's assistance in making this uh, revolution grow. Well, how much time you got? Not much. Okay, so I fill him in on the three-day thing that What's-Her-Face gave us. For Moraska's timeline, you have two more days. Yes, but I told him I'm not worried about Moraska's timeline as long as whatever her repercussions are don't delay whatever timeline we're on. She's all the way in in Vermilion. What can she do to us? We we do know that she has had agents in town. There were members of the Indelible Truth in town. Probably still are. But Moraska is definitely on the more proactive side of that. Here's what I would say. If we can have our actions line up with their actions in the capital, then they're going to be too busy in the capital dealing locally than for them to strike out against us here. Yeah, that sounds right. So we're looking at within the next two days. Okay. Um, I don't know how much legitimate guild assistance we can get. I can help out. I've got some uh, informants in the city. Like that urchin issue that ran mm-hmm. into you. That was one of his. Like He does use like... Homeless people and mm-hmm. urchins and uh, some gang members, but not necessarily yeah. members of the guild, but they're helping him out. Yeah, but anything to help spread the word and help gain the trust and power for Arnis is going to help us with the with the attack phase. All right, roll persuasion. Oh, God. Here we go. It's just a matter of how much help he's given you, how much he believes in your cause. Oh, God. Well, that's right, Keely. That's true, because that's going to be a seven. She did not like that roll. I will tell my contacts... And they will try to spread the word. How far that goes is out of my control. I've got a task to carry out, as you know. Yes, and, and we we will do our best to assist in that. Okay. Cool. And there we go. Uh, and he leaves. Wait, wait, before he leaves. I just want to I just want to clarify what's going on with Lorraine. Do I have to continue to worry about watching her, or is she taken care of? Okay. So before he turns to leave, you ask, what about Lorraine? Yes. Put her in the closet at my hideout. I will send somebody to watch the door. Cool. Don't you worry. And then he leaves, leaping rooftop to rooftop, disappearing quickly behind chimneys and uh, walls along the roofs. And you're back down with your compatriots. I told them that machinations are in motion. We're going to get some assistance. We don't have to worry about Lorraine anymore. I'm just going to need someone to help me deliver her to where she's going to be taken care of. Me? You mean you? I look Arnest dead in the face when he says this and said, you realize that if, weren't, if it weren't for you and your ability to conscience me, she wouldn't have been an issue since the start, right? What a shame. Arnest is making you a better person. Oh Angry. my god, don't make me feel guilty about that, okay? I just need to drop her off so that I can kill her after she has her kid. That sounds real sensitive. Okay. That's reasonably sensitive. I don't... I don't have time for his Vale's tomfoolery. Is Vale dropping Lorraine off alone, or are you? Is somebody helping you? Darwin, you want to help me? Sure, I'll help. Okay. Couldn't do the bar alone with the cart. Oh no, I guess I'm a prominent public figure now, so it doesn't matter. You've also got Sam and Oren. Oran. Oran. I think leaving the cart without either Darwin or myself would be a mm-hmm. bad idea. Probably. So Darwin and Vale. Escort Lorraine to Jorion's hideout. Darwin, you now know where this is. Hmm. And you shove her in a closet. There's just like some old clothes, a bunch of different types of clothes for like sneaking around the city. And you lock the door. You find a little street urchin. You inform them of what's going on and the word will spread. You don't need to worry about Lorraine anymore. Yeah. Nice. Meanwhile, Aranis is leaning up against the back of the wagon. 
facing out towards the entrance to the alley. People are passing by every once in a while. Some young tough will come. Do a little fist pound on the chest to Arnis. Army's going. <laughs> I give him a little like I see you. Okay. <laughs> like half wave. Like I see you. I acknowledge you. Cool. And what's the plan now? I think it's go back to Arnis. Yeah. And we need to start going and recruiting more gang members. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at DunkDesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.